Welcome to BioChat, a podcast by Apple and Technology. My name is Ken Lung, and with this podcast, we aim to familiarize you with not only Apple's contributions to efforts in scientific discovery, but also to highlight the direction of ongoing research and help scientists determine how to best leverage their skills to improve global human health and quality of life. With me today is my buddy, Hannah Flaherty. She is the lead marketing coordinator here at Apple Technology, and we're going to take a look back at the year that was for BioChat and what's to come in 2024. So first things first, how are you, Hannah? I am doing pretty good on this cold December day here in Boston. How about you over there on the West Coast? You doing well? It's cold, but not, probably not as cold. But uh, we're doing well. You know, walk the dog, did my thing. And now we are here uh, with basically 17 episodes in the can, not including this one that talks about them. And we've had some really exciting guests. We've had some really big hits. And uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. So we started this podcast in late April of 2023 and trying to get a good range of guests in here, uh, not just people who work for our company at Aquonal and Eurogen, which is our subsidiary, but also people we know in the scientific community who are doing great things across many different disciplines. I was just thinking about how crazy it is that one year ago we were like dreaming this up and you were making a million PowerPoints. And now a year later, we are talking about 17 to this episode being 18 episodes worth of content. It's pretty wild. But yeah, I think I think we could skip BioChat one, though. That's just you and I chatting again. So probably not as fun for everyone to hear about. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's kind of like we wanted to tell everybody what our hopes and dreams were essentially like with this entire podcast as we usually say in the intro we're just trying to keep everybody captivated like when i was working as a teacher and also in manufacturing it was like there are a lot of kind of uh broad periods where you're standing you're working or you know in between prep periods uh, there would be a break time. So what are you going to do? You're going to listen to something to try to keep your mind moving. And I think there are studies that show that it's not just music, but actually like getting input into your brain through a podcast that can actually generate uh, more brain activity and give you like a better like physical and mental quality of life. So I feel like we're doing sort of a service in, in that way, just giving you something to put in your eardrums and maybe you'll learn a little bit of something about a career that you haven't thought of or a line of research that uh, is very interesting and could actually help spur your own research. So that's really what I'm trying to do with this podcast. And, you know, from a capitalist pig kind of way, you know, we want to engage customers to come into our brand, but at the same time, not everybody's going to convert. So we just really want to be kind of like uh, another entertainment option out there. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, one of AppClonal's largest goals, I would say, is to create a space for researchers to turn to as a knowledge base and to turn more people on to AppClonal as a trusted source of information and products, you know, in that 
way you were just speaking about it. And I'd also say that from my recent visit to the American Society for Cell Biology, one of the things I heard uh, people in this company talking about was that they want us to be the place where researchers don't just get what they need, but get what they want, whether that's products or knowledge or otherwise. So I think that's kind of the sentiment we've taken into biochat is that we're a place for researchers to get not only what they need, but what they want and maybe what they didn't know they need slash want, which is some great entertainment. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot to a lot of my friends who uh, came on to help us while we were getting this off the ground, including my friend Ron, who was in episode two, talking about how he uses uh, computational biology and artificial intelligence in bioinformatics. So he actually did a lot of uh, RNA-based research uh, using AI uh, in concert with traditional experimental science in order to find novel ways to strategize therapeutic treatments. So it's a, it's a very interesting conversation that I hope people uh, go back and listen to because, you know, we realize that as of when this drops, we will be about a week from Christmas and uh, smack dab in the middle of Hanukkah and a lot of people are winding that down for the year. So we're not going to have too many things come out between now and uh, the new year. So this is a good chance for everybody to just go back into the archives and see what, or, you know, you can't see us, but you can actually listen to what we had to say. And then right after Ron was done, uh, my friend Nate, uh, who was one of my graduate school buddies, uh, he got his PhD, but then he became a patent lawyer. So I think that's another really cool career path that I didn't even think of until Nate said, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm a patent lawyer now. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because you are a PhD in chemistry. But uh, I guess that's something you can do with a science background and to be a much more powerful lawyer if you're knowledgeable. and. <laughs> can use that in the court of law and the documentation and all that good, good stuff. Yeah, the, the patent lawyer uh, track from a science background was really cool to think about and kind of dwell into. Uh, we took a deep dive into just some very interesting topics. Like you said, just things people don't normally think about. I, I will say that you, you talk about science and the, all the different careers you can take. And I think it's also interesting, all the different research that you can do, uh, whether that be, you know, in line with the Ig Nobel and Nobel Prizes that we went over earlier this year, or if it's talking about, I, not to jump around, but the Alzheimer's research, uh, the water cancer uh, therapies that were being explored by your friends as well. Your friends do some really, really cool stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I have some really smart friends that I, I guess I should be jealous of, but also I don't want to do what they do. So that that's kind of the cool thing about uh, being me is that like I know exactly like what I would like to do. And it's not lab science, but I'm very glad that there are very capable and knowledgeable people doing it. Uh, we we do it. I'm glad you said about jumping around because the thing is, you don't have to listen to any of these in order. You don't even no. have to listen to all of them. But uh, there, there are some that you can definitely like find some very interesting tidbits in. Uh, for example, like we know how tough 
graduate school is. So throughout the different episodes, we do, do talk about how people have relationships between uh, their significant others or their mentors, how they try to unwind and try to keep sane despite the long hours in the laboratory and so forth. So there, there are a bunch of uh, episodes where we string that along. Uh, we did have an episode with one of my business, former business associates, uh, Josiah, who actually uh, found, he didn't found the company, but he bought the company from someone else and really turned it into a success for himself in generating native protein. So I thought that was a really cool uh, discussion about serendipity and how you just uh, roll with the punches and see where life takes you. And life took him on a very interesting and fruitful journey. So that was fun. Uh, we, of course, have discussions with our own colleagues, uh, particularly Rosa, who is one of our staff scientists in the uh, Custom Antibody Services, and also Dr. Hai Wu, who is our chief technology officer uh, running our SMAP platform, which is our proprietary monoclonal uh, development platform. So we really enjoyed learning about how Anclonal is an expert in developing not just antigen design, but taking that antigen design and giving you the best possible antibody for your book. And also the support from uh, our fellow teammates like Andrina and Emma, who make sure that people are getting what they need on a regular basis as they work with Athlonal. So I think it's really nice to be able to put a human face to our company, even though you can't see our faces because this is obviously an audio platform. But uh, if you go to the webinar for Dr. Wu, you can actually see our faces, like our little floating heads <laughs> yeah. next, to, next to the presentation. I, I also think that you got to give credit to yourself, Ken. You are one of those people who got a PhD and was in science and now is doing a cool job that's not directly, you know, lab tech work. Um, but I will say that I really did enjoy the episode about uh, publication and peer review with your friend Tim. It was just interesting because I don't necessarily have the same scientific background that you do. So to get a better understanding into the peer review process that was entirely foreign to me was kind of fun. The only thing I really knew about peer review was that uh, reviewer number two generally is the bane of everyone's existence. Um, so it was, it was nice to get some more some more knowledge in my world. Yeah, the review process and the publication process is really tough. Like it takes months and maybe even years to generate a manuscript, like from the time you submit it initially to the time they actually accept it. It could be like a very, very long time and that really messes with a lot of people. So just kind of understanding the process a little better can facilitate a faster turnaround and just make sure that you are more prepared and get a better manuscript uh, draft before they, you know, <laughs> throw it back to you with all the red marks and say, you got to do this experiment and address this concern and yada, yada, yada. It, it's annoying. Uh, it, it's really cool, though, to be able to talk about to people about things outside the general research laboratory, like my friend Linda. Uh, runs a core facility at the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. Friend Brooke, we, we actually talked a lot because she's African-American about inclusivity because you look around like you, you were at the uh, 
the conference for the American Society for Cell Biology, I believe, uh, you can probably count on your two hands how many people of certain demographics are there. It's kind of amazing, actually, that it's increased so much, but it's still lagging. And so we address that because we think that just bringing in more minds, getting accessibility to higher science, giving them more opportunities uh, to show what people are capable of doing. That's what we really want. And that's what science should be in it, like an inclusion of everybody's idea, not just a certain majority demographic. So I think that was a very good conversation that we had. And we've also had talks, uh, particularly with my friend Kevin and with uh, folks coming up in 2024 about healthcare disparities and mm -hmm. how uh, hospitals are really trying to overcome that and get healthcare access to those who need it most. Yeah, I really have enjoyed the variety of content that we've put out. And there's been a lot of really engaging people that do a lot of different things. And I, I did enjoy the episode where you all discussed diversity and inclusion. I think that diversity and inclusion are, they're talked about quite often, but they're still an underrated part of the day-to-day -day in science. And there's obviously a push for women in STEM, but, and as well as different um, races and ethnic groups of people being able to pursue science in a way that is true to them and representing more of society as a whole. So it was good to hear Brooke's takes on that. I also really enjoyed Kevin's episode. I felt that it added a lot of knowledge to me that I didn't have because he works in the Illinois system, correct? Yeah, he used to. Now he's in Arizona actually yeah. doing a very similar job. But yeah, yes. like when he was at Loyola, he ran the hospital and actually tried to, you know, promote healthcare access to uh, certain underserved groups. Was it at one point did we discuss that what there was like a law in Illinois that was going into place or some sort of legislation that would help create more equity in the hospital system? More I'm pretty sure they're doing that. Like li Illinois is a pretty liberal state, except, you know, for the huge parts of open land that is colored red. But uh, in Chicago in particular, obviously, they're doing a lot to try to uh, improve healthcare access. And uh, that's where most population is anyway. So that there's a lot of uh, push for those kinds of legislation to just like make sure women have uh, the proper health care, including like reproductive health care. Uh, that's, you know, uh, there, there, there's a lot of research on how certain ethnic groups are hit particularly hard with certain diseases, including sickle cell, which was part of what Kevin was interested in. So we did talk a little bit about that. Like, I, I guess I could get made on to talk a little bit about the law, but he works mostly on patent law and not so much, you know, uh, policy like that. But that, that's actually a good segue because who who can we talk to next year that aren't necessarily my friends? Like we, of course, had Dr. Leilu from Harvard, and he was, I guess, a friend of a friend because he was Gavin's like <laughs> acquaintance, yeah. and then he was really gracious. Like uh, I guess it, it pays to be a jovial guy like me because people like me and they, they want to talk to me. But uh, 
yeah, I, I would love to have other people to talk to. Like we have a couple of episodes coming up uh, early in the year with uh, Dr. Chen uh, from Eurogen, who's going to talk about antibody engineering. And then Dr. Musa from Texas is going to talk about his nonprofit uh, healthcare uh, venture that I hope is helpful in help, helping transform the the way we think about healthcare and the way people get access to healthcare. And then after that, like I was hoping to maybe find some of our clients who are happy with our products. Like we have plenty of clients who are happy with our products, who have reviewed our products positively, who have published with them. Talk to me about your research. I would love to hear what you did, did with our antibody, <laughs> no matter which catalog number it is, because I, I think you're probably doing some re research if you were able to publish it, you know? And uh, also just, uh, you know, folks who can tell us a little bit more about legislation, policy, things to hopefully make it easier for people to buy electric cars and hopefully ways to make sure that we don't want run all lithium on the planet because everybody wants to buy an electric car these days, you know? So it's uh, there's a lot of different things that we're thinking of going forward. I would love to hear you get a reply back from the uh, end alls group, the Alzheimer's group, or the journal of cell biology, just getting more facets of different parts of these organizations that push science forward or help support science in different ways. I think that'd be really cool. I think that our clients and customers are awesome and that it'll be great to hear from them. And I think additionally, it'll be great to hear from some more, not corporate people, but people with various backgrounds and various roles within science. I also really hope that we can get in touch with some researchers that are really, you know, pushing the envelope, similar to your friend who was doing the raw bladder cancer, bladder cancer, prostate cancer was the most recent episode. The bladder cancer yeah. episode was really cool. And that was with Philip, right? Philip Liu? Yeah, my friend Phil from college, uh, he works for a startup and they had a really promising IL-15 uh, targeting drug that was for, you know, cert certain aggressive bladder cancers. And I think they were waiting for FDA approval. So might have to like uh, ask him about that. So maybe we, we will have some repeat guests because, uh, yeah, we, we had a lot of fun making this podcast. Everybody that I talked to really enjoyed it. And I feel like we can have some repeats, but of course we like variety. And uh, maybe every now and then I'll be just me or me and you and we'll have something scripted. But for the most part, uh, because of the way our company's set up, you might expect more webinars about our custom uh, reagent services. We don't just do antibodies. We also make proteins and peptides. So we can really talk uh, at length about that in between our various episodes. I do believe that uh, because we have an archive now that we hope everybody does listen to, that we are going to pull back and do once a month. But, uh, you know, every now and then something really cool happens, like maybe somebody will cure cancer and then we'll actually get to talk about that. So it's you'll we'll be able to expect our content at least once a month. But there might be more than that is what I'm saying. <laughs>
hey, the more of you guys volunteer to record with us, the more episodes that we can put out regularly. So if you really want to hear more bio chat or you really want to talk about your research often, uh, let us know. Contact us. Leave a comment. Uh, you can email Kim <laughs> if you want it. And we I, I know I would love to hear more of our researchers more often and have some innovative things come to the forefront uh, through our clients and people who listen to BioChat. Yeah, so we will be back in January of 2024 to bring you those webinars and discussions. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll have more research breakthroughs. We'll talk about navigating the bioscience landscape, whether you're a graduate student, uh, no matter what you time you're at in your program if you're just starting or if you're graduating we probably have some advice that can help you not go insane because it is a tough road and when you earn that phd you you absolutely will have earned it so you know it, it gets better don't worry and of course happy holidays to everybody listening uh we hope you find us again in 2024 and beyond when we explore all these further topics and we definitely have a lot planned for you uh we hope for the continued success of this podcast uh we actually have you know people who like the podcast and will share it and have actual subscribers which is pretty awesome because i never would have expected that but uh yeah uh we we do have lofty goals and we think that this is a fruitful venture and we Thank everybody for hanging out with us uh, for this past year. Excited to see everything that comes in 2024 and beyond. Right. So BioChat is a production of Apple Technology hosted and edited by myself, Tim Monk. Please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and follow us on social media. You can find our various socials and show notes link to Dr. Beaker's page on Apple.com, where you can also find a vast catalog of biological reagents and services. If you do wish to contact the podcast directly for an interview opportunity or any comments, or to inquire about Apple's quality products and services, please send a message to service at Apple.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you on the next episode sometime in 2024. Probably January. Yes, most definitely January. Thanks, Hannah. Thank you, Ken.